What a fascinating evening we have ahead of us, ladies and gentlemen. We have a one-of-a-kind individual with us tonight. And with that being said, I think we should hop aboard the hand planet spaceship of positivity and blast off into episode number 13 in five, four, three, two, and one. Top of the morning, folks. Good afternoon and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ham Planet Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ham. And if you know the podcast, hope you're having a good day. I'm having a pretty good day. And if you're not having a good day, it's about to get a lot better because we're really happy that you're with us this evening. Um, it's going to be a damn good evening. I can guarantee you that. I've got my shagadelic outfit on, and our guest is looking handsome as always. Let me tell you about our guest, ladies and gentlemen, because he is one of my favorite people in the world. He is one of the absolute best piano players that I have ever witnessed twiddle their fingers on the piano. He is a very, very, very proud Culver Military Academy alumni and the proud graduate of Company B, which I might be a little biased. It is the most prestigious company there at Culver. Uh, he's also a private equity guru. He's doing some great things in that sector. And he's also the founder of a nonprofit called Notes, uh, which is really doing some special things. He is truly one of a kind and couldn't be more excited to have him on. Mr. Quinlan Smith, how we doing, good sir? Yeah, I could say we're pretty hyped for the podcast tonight. Thank you for that phenomenal introduction. I hope you don't mind. I'm pouring myself a nice little glass of Maker's Mark. Ooh. Tough guy soda. That, that's, that's, about as tough, I, uh, that's about as tough as they come. Raise, raise some hair in my chest. That'll, that'll but, put uh, some yeah. there. Very that'll... excited. Thank you for the uh, for, for the for the rock star introduction there. Um, you're very, wor- can, you're uh, very worthy, my friends. Li- live up to the hype, and here's a here's a cheers to uh, salute to a, fu- a fun fun podcast, friends. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. Ooh. Woo. We're getting her going. Already felt some. Already felt some hairs grow. Yeah, I, I saw it. That testosterone. Yeah. Don't let me take my shirt off and just his hair down there. Well, we don't. We, we don't want to get the ladies excited too. Uh, just yeah, Quinlan. Not, I need. I need to get. Yet, my, I need. I need to get at least. Uh, at least twenty minutes of listening time to help the podcast algorithm. Before we get too rough and rowdy. Well, that too. Quinlan, brother, I'll jump right into it. I think it's awesome that you're doing private equity right now. You know me, I love investing. I love following what our economy does, what the world economy is doing, companies all around the world are doing. And I know you do the same, but you do it in a lot different format than I do. What do you love most about being uh, in the private equity industry? Oh, man. So 
I, so I'm actually pretty new to private equity. Uh, I, I got a new job um, a couple months ago. Well, I actually got the offer nine or 10 months ago and I was slated to start in June. So I started in June. Um, and so I'm still figuring out what I, what I really like about it because I'm working virtually as, as a lot of people are during coronavirus. Um, but oh, yeah. what, what, Everyone I, what I really, yeah, it, it, it's been crazy actually. But what I really like about my specific job, and this is not certainly true to, you know, a, a majority of, of maybe even private equity jobs out there is I get exposure to just so many different types of industries and companies um, that were either direct investing directly in like the primary funds that managing them or direct co-investing alongside a different private equity fund. Um, and so really I just get to do research or as we call it in the finance industry, I get to underwrite um, and value a bunch of different types of really interesting opportunities that can range from, uh, you know, solar direct operating platform projects in Japan and Taiwan, um, all the way to wind farms in Ireland, all the way to mining facilities in Australia, um, which is basically just examples I pulled out of what I did this week, for example. So lithium. definitely, definitely really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lith lithium. Lithium. Um, Australia's, Australia's got a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, everyone's just hype about gold right now, as they always are, uh, because that's really the only thing that's performed extremely well. Lithium's held up and copper's held up pretty well as well. But um, yeah, I mean, when we're talking metals and mining, uh, lithium's certainly part of the sustainable universe for those who are listening, just from, from a, like batteries, it. from like electric batteries, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. maybe, actually, maybe Pete. Yeah. Maybe it'd be it'd be helpful to go into what I act what I actually do because I think that there's a really big misunderstanding out there on like what what the heck first of all what the heck a hedge fund is which is what I did in my previous job and secondly what the heck like a private equity fund actually does and am I actually at a private equity fund like what does that mean? Uh, Let's I'm sure uh, there be some people interested. Well, in we that. can we can go wherever you want. I love listening right. to everything you have to share, brother. Fire, right, fire away. What, what does a private equity fund actually do? How is it, you know, a, a career that does good for the world? So I'm going to, so I'm going to take it, take that a step back. Take it wherever you want it. And I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to try and phrase it in a response that would, would for, for anyone who's in college it. or any of those listeners out there, who are interested in a career in finance, I'm going to try and provide a little bit of insight into basically how the industry works and what, what you should be they thinking about that. as like a junior or senior or anyone with a couple of years of experience. And I, I'm not, I'm by no means an expert, but I think I've lucked out with, with my first opportunity. So first of all, there are actually very few opportunities um, coming out of college from like a diversity standpoint across the finance space. I would say really the main track that a lot of people go to and a lot of the jobs out there is, is people just go straight towards investment banking. Um, and investment banking is really a tough, a tough industry from a, from a time suck. You're, you're just completely grinding and you learn a lot. That's fair. Uh, but that's not really what I wanted to do. So I really wanted to go on to what's called the buy side. So there's buy side and the sell side. I want to go on to the buy side where you're actually allocating cash, where you're spending money to invest in things, right? Like real actual investing. So I got really lucky and I got an internship at this place called Sands Capital Management, um, where we literally just 
got cash from uh, institutions, endowments, blah, blah, blah. It was about $45 billion. And then we would invest that in public equities across multiple portfolios. So what does that actually mean? That basically means I'm researching companies around the world that are publicly traded, right? So this is not private equity. This is public equity. This is technically not a hedge fund, but it's because hedge funds can short. We didn't short. There's a lot of nuance there. But it's a long-term growth-focused in, investment manager. Absolutely. So, so you, you are bet, you are betting on the good for the world to occur, and yep. that's that is that's a special thing about what you do. It, it's not you know, betting against the future or betting on certain yeah, companies yeah. to fail. It exactly. is empowering exactly the future, it. which I love. That yeah, we're 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 refining companies that we think are gonna are are, are gonna be good for the world, are gonna grow. Right, we're investing in the growth of companies. Whereas, whereas there's a lot of stuff in finance where you're you're only looking for a short term gain, or you're trying to bet against a company, and, and that's a lot of what some hedge funds do as well. So we, we're we're kind of like, I guess we were the good guys. So I got a really great amount of experience. I worked there for three years. I like that a lot. Um, and I and I realized that I was actually really interested in learning a bit more about kind of the the overall. Uh, I guess, supply chain of finance, uh, however you would define it. And before you get into public equity, companies have to be private, right? Because you have to go through an initial public offering, get you know, public traded shares, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that you know, private equity industry, which includes venture capital, for example, um, venture, venture is really just the, the earliest stage of, of private equity. And then you go kind of growth equity, and then you go into like leverage buyouts where you have like really big, massive companies who are getting bought out with leverage. So... I could have chosen to either go into like a direct private. It's true. Yeah, I could either have chosen to go into like a direct private equity firm or something called a fund of funds. And so I chose this firm called Common Fund. We're we're technically we're a fund of funds, but I work in the private equity division on the real assets and sustainability front, where I would say a majority of my work is basically writing. Token the knowledge, invest, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, to, keep to, going, to direct. To, to invest directly in the companies, right? So we get capital and cash, just like Sam's Capital did, from endowments from institutions um, and a lot of nonprofit organizations. Um, we take their cash, we have 20, 30 billion, whatever it is, um, and then we invest that into privately traded A, funds, or B, directly into companies, right? And we want a healthy mixture of that. So that's why we're called a fund of funds, because oftentimes we'll, we'll not only invest directly in like a primary fund, like uh, like if we were if we were a public traded investor, we could in, actually invest in Sands Capital and have that as part of the portfolio. Um, right. But what what I do mostly is basically a private equity fund will come to us and they'll be like, hey, we have this really cool opportunity in Japan, it's just solar you know projects or whatever. Um, do you guys want to co-invest alongside us, allocate capital directly into that company? And then you, you, you don't have to pay, like pay the fees to manage it because you're directly purchasing equity in this privately traded company. And then um, it'll be really great for your portfolio. So the way that private equity in my world works is we're basically allocating cash to privately traded companies to help them grow, to get bigger, and then looking for an exit from those companies um, in like five years, which will then help they're... our overall portfolio. And, and, that, and that's when they... That's when they are either, so, big enough to, you know, go do their yeah, own endeavors. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a couple of different types of private equity and like a real a big, like direct private equity firm. What they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to, you know, typically have a couple different investments of, of different companies where they're just going into detail and trying to just make the company better and then sell it for more later on. 
what we do is we basically go on alongside them and we provide equity after we do all the research, let them do all the dirty work and then um, hopefully get a lot of the surplus on, on top over five years if it was a good investment. Now, a lot of the time that, that, that can go really horribly wrong as well, which is why you hire, you know, hopefully smart individuals to do a lot of the research. To select the right so company. At, yeah, exactly. And so at my, at my firm, um, I work in the real quick, assets. Quick, quick questions, Quinlan. Well, I've sure. got probably a, I probably got a hundred questions from all that knowledge just dropped, which was phenomenal. But one, well, now I forgot my question. Um, No, 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 no. Here it was, here it was, here it was. Because I was thinking about all of the questions at once. So these, um, the, the process of selecting the companies. So I'm sure, I'm sure the companies that are basically looking to get to the level where your company becomes an investor in them, what's, sure. what's the process that they have to go through before they're kind of elevated to that level to where they're so, up for consideration? Right. So like, does the CEO I mean, have to come, have to come to your equity firm? Right. So I would say I, so the way that my firm does it is like half of what I do every day is I'm, I'm sure all, with, I'm sure every single deal is different. Every, everything's different first of all, but, but a lot of the time for us, um, the way that we source, so that that's a big part of private equity is called, it's called deal deal sourcing. So like, what is your deal flow? Like, like how many different proprietary deals are you looking at? Where are you sourcing these deals? How are you sourcing deals? Every private equity firm does it different. A big part of it's relationship driven. Um, and Good. so I, like I that. mean, there, there, there are, there are millions, there are millions, there are millions and millions of companies out there. And there there really aren't that many deals to look at that are that attractive. And so what we do is we talk to basically I would, I mean, we, we have a bunch of calls a week. Is y'all's um, firm very, uh, very balance sheet based when you look in, when you're looking into the companies or are you thinking about like, okay, so, this is uh, yeah. disruptive technology. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe the balance sheet doesn't technically reflect what this company's value is, but yeah. Yeah. So what, what they're going good, to do really is, is beyond the measure. Yeah, so that would be more along. Don't so take companies like that. We have three. We have we have a couple different types of portfolios, right? So I'm in the real asset sustainability division, right? So I'm looking at a lot of like metals and oh, mining that's stuff. Fun. I'm that's, looking, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking at a lot of. Right I'm really I'm looking at a lot of sustainability type stuff. So solar focus, wind focus, precision agriculture, um, kind of you name anything in, in in like sustainability, and we're looking at it. Um, because there's a lot of trash out there and, and, and you got to figure out what, what's good. So we're trying to look there's at a whole literally lot every, of single, every single deal out there. Improving efficiency, improving, just constantly improving what we do. But also there's, there's a whole nother movement behind, Hey, we want to keep our earth clean. We want to keep it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't want global warming or we don't want, we don't want it to be, we don't want yeah, to, and there's a lot uh, of mo- there's a lot of there's a lot of money behind that movement too. Oh, um, there's a lot of money billion, behind that movement, and there's a lot of reg- there's a lot of regulatory tailwinds. I mean, for yep. example, a in lot like of Japan incent- and Taiwan, a lot of you're seeing a lot of like, yeah, a lot of like feed-in tariffs, a lot of positive incentives for solar investing. So that's something we're paying attention to, and we're looking for different managers who will bring us opportunities like that. So, for example, 
we talk to 10, 15, 20 different managers a week. And when I say manager, I'm talking like the CEOs of private equity firms. We'll be on the phone with them and they'll be like, hey, not only should you invest in our fund, but we'd love to bring you along. And we think this is a really cool company. Right. And so then they send us all the information. I review all that. I write a recommendation. And then if everybody loves it, um, what's we, if you don't mind me asking as a as a business owner myself, what information is essential that they have to send to you? Obviously, obviously, they're, so, they're, I mean, you're going to want to see your so for co-invest for co-investment. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to depend on the type of company you're looking at. Right. So. Um, there are different like KPIs, key performance indicators, um, depending on the industry you're looking at. But typically, if you don't know KPIs, you better know your KPIs, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it just it just depends, honestly. So, I mean, you're gonna want to see some kind of financial, you know, financial performance. You want to see how much you they're growing. Want to see something blah, 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 that blah. gets you excited. Yeah, so so that's like the base, and then there's there's a bunch of qualitative stuff that you're gonna be reading through. It's like, hey, what's the macro landscape look like? What's the regulatory framework look like? Do they have a sustainable competitive advantage? These are just like once you do this for long enough, you'll start to like understand really what what makes a company good and what makes a company bad. And a lot of that is, you know, one, do they have disruptive technology? Do they have patents? Do they have a competitive advantage? Um, do they have a healthy balance sheet? Do they have liquidity? Um, is there a lot of investor interest? Is there a regulatory concern? I mean, you can go on and on. Um, and so, I mean, we're, we're basically, I try and summarize all of that and I synthesize it down into like 10 or 15 pages. Um, and then, you know, rec- recommend we, we, we buy another company. And so that's, that's basically the gist of what I do. And, and so far I really like it. I've only been doing it for a couple of months, but it, the, the research process is very similar to what I was doing at my previous firm. So that there's, is, there's really I, a lot that, that is so awesome. Goes into it. I yeah. love, so I'll, in a lot of words, that that's kind of how, how I, I, I hope I, ladies and gents, I hope you're words. able to absorb that, but truly fascinating and very innovative work and most importantly it's you're 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 fueling future innovation that is driven by companies that are going to make the world a better place which is what i love most about what you do yeah yeah so it's it's definitely been an interesting time um and uh and uh that that's that's basically been taking up a lot of my time a lot of my time recently. and man his work from home environment's definitely been interesting um so because i i was because you want to go see these to, and you want to go they probably fly you out to these companies to maybe go see their operation or whatnot yeah yeah exactly and so which is awesome i, I and i haven't met i haven't met my like manager yet because I, I started virtually I, I interviewed in person like nine or ten months ago i went super dang um but i i haven't met anyone in the office yet uh, officially like I, I so i was supposed to move to connecticut but that's hasn't happened so well quinlan you definitely know their shit and your company what's the name of your firm again uh common fund capital common fund capital they are lucky to have yeah. you quinlan because you are an extremely valuable asset so. to them oh well they absolutely should be i know i would be beyond the moon Beyond the moon to have anyone of your capabilities, Quan. Woo! If you're not feeling smarter already, take a quick breather. Pour myself a little more Maker's Mark. We got a lot more to dive into, Pete. We got a hell of a lot more. We're just, we, we're just getting warmed up. We still got the sweatsuit on. First quarter hadn't even begun. 
I'm drinking one of these uh, Shiner. You know about Shiner. It's a, it's a Texas original beer. You've heard of it. I think we had some when we visited. Yeah, you. we've had some. We've absolutely, we've had 10 or 12 or quite a few. Um, 14. I'm having their new, you know, everyone's got a Celsi nowadays. Shiner straight shooter. Not going to lie. It's pretty damn good. It's not as bubbly and fritzy as the uh, White Claw and truly, but it's, it's smooth. Shiner it's pretty good. Ah, it's some people company. don't like that. Like, yeah, so, I mean, some people don't like the bubbliness of, of the White Claws or whatever, but I like I'm it. Fan. I'm a fan of White Claws, low key. Who, if if you don't like it, just quit lying. They're, they're good. They're, they're good. delicious. They're delicious. I remember the first time I had them. The first time ever I had them. When it was like, kind of like, ooh, this is new. I had Truly's in Vancouver, Canada with my good friends and my former roommates at Baylor, Blair and Rupert, Canadian twins, identical twins, or not identical, sorry, boys, fraternal. And um, I had about 20 that night. I felt amazing. And they were like, Peter, this stuff right here is going to be the new shit. Uh, Uh, It it exploded after that. I was like, you know what, fellas? It absolutely is. It's like water. It was like water. You know, you know, you know, well, you know what my issue with White Claws is, though? It's like, oh, man, I have to pee so much when well, I drink a well, White Claws. It's like back and forth to the bathroom. What, only well, White it's Claws, not, it's, Well, it's because it's fine. like water. Well, beer, beers break – you got to break the seal. Me. With beer, because of carbohydrates, you break the seal. Because beer has carbs. Beer gets, beer, beer gets you chubby. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, I've been I've been beer chubby before. I, I mean, I've been drinking. I've been on a I've been on a, a big fitness kick recently, which is why you see me. Oh, I know. I see your triceps breaking out of your ex- sleeves, you soldier. I know you've been working uh, out, probably. I've been you. drinking a lot more like um, like whiskey, tequila, just like. You're on try, the liquor trying diet. Trying not to run all my gains. Yeah, yeah, you're, just like. You're on the lick. You're on the liquor, bud. Hey, hey, that's... Oh, you're darn tootin'. Oh, you betcha. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was born in Wisconsin, and those darn DNR deers they put out there, and bang, I shot it. This guy knows Wisconsin. Fark. I got that... Uh, Parkin' A, bud. It's kind of Wisconsin, but, you know. Quinlan is a true... What's it? A Wisconsinite? True Wisconsinite. Wisconsinite. Hell yeah, I got it right. Truth, yeah. Wisconsin, I know. Growing yeah. up, growing up in growing up in Wisconsin, there it was always was, ba- uh, big. Put it big, in the bag. Yeah. I still, I still say that. Yeah. There were a lot of there were a lot of there were a lot of peculiarities growing up in Wisconsin, Pete. I'll tell you that. What is okay, that? Expand on that. Because I'm from Texas, I mean, we, don't, we don't even know what Wisconsin is down here. It, most people don't. All right. Well, here, here's a good here's a good story. So, I. So growing, I, so I have two older sisters and growing up, um, 
my parents, we, we lived on this like amazing 60 acre place on a lake in, in Northern Wisconsin on freaking nowhere. Right. And so we'd always just like go down. Wisconsin, it's, it's, you know, just kind of go. all lakes. North, go, Northern Wisconsin is all Go lakes. claim your territory uh, type of place. Yeah. Uh, so it's the, the North Woods, yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. basically our, our parents would pay us to rid the lake of what we called bloodsuckers, or in other words, leeches with orange bellies. Um, and so our lake had a lot of those. And basically there these these long black, for those who don't know what leeches are, they're just these like, kind of like seven inch long black worm things that Dirty attach on you and suck, like, and suck your fucking blood. Potentially kill you. They're like, they're like traumatizing and, and they have an anticoagulant in, in, in their saliva, which makes you prevent, prevents you from scabbing. Right. So you can just keep bleeding and you can, you have to go to the ER sometime. Like it's, it's fucked up. So we, as if you I'm don't know what leeches old, are, search them and stay the fuck away from them. But keep so going. we're down at the lake. I'm five years old. My sister's eight years old. And the way that we cut, caught bloodsuckers are we would dangle our toes off the dock and then we'd see them swimming up. They, they only go in shallow areas, right? We'd see them swimming up. We'd scoop them up and we'd put them in a jar of salt, right? And then they would die um, or dishwashing liquid. And so then <laughs> we, we were like, out to murder these bastards. Fucking yeah. We were like a quarter every bloodsucker. Damn. And we realized we weren't making that much money because we would catch like three an hour and make like 75 cents. And granted, I was five years old and my sister wait, was eight, it would, right? Wait, y'all were it was y'all were incentivized by who? Parents or the government? Our parents. Our parents are like, oh my god, we're, we don't have time to deal with our kids right now. Just go uh, go catch bloodsuckers at the lake. That was basically it. It's like we'll pay you a quarter for everyone you sign, and then it would take up like six hours every day. Right. So no, that's a real we, thing Willow, that parents do have to do at times. Yeah, and so uh, Willow and I. So Will, Willow's three years older than me. I was five. She was eight. We went in our little inner tube. And it was one of those inner tubes that had have the bottoms filled. So it's like a yep. bottom filled inner tube. So there's not like a hole in it. Mm-hmm. And so we like paddled around the peninsula, um, like, I don't know, an eighth of a mile, a quarter of a mile. What lake was um, it? And it is real, like, this is Silver Bass Lake. It's really small. Um, Silver Bass in, Lake. In, I like that. Yeah, Silver Bass Lake. Uh, into this really small, uh, like, really mucky area around this massive rock and we were just like there have got to be bloodsuckers here like there's got to be like a nest or something because this is just like the worst part of the lake where like all the like fish go nice and, like, and greasy and algae and the whole line so yeah yeah and so we jump up on the rock and we're pushed up on the rock with our tube next to us and we put the paddle through the water and i swear to god pete hundreds of bloodsuckers erupt and like start writhing around we like found the nest i didn't even know they had nests we found that and so our eyes were flashing fucking dollar signs right we're like that's at least like 18 dollars worth of like bloodsuckers so we start <laughs> scooping them into the inner tube by the fucking I y'all hit the money pit. so we buy after about five minutes well, we get them all, and we have about a life or death situation we have about 100 bloodsuckers in the inner tube just like in the tube and so we got them all, and we're like, all right. And so we start pushing the tube back across the edge, like, and we're in like a foot or two of water, right? And we're pushing it back across to get back to the dock to like basically cash in on the bloodsuckers. My sister's like 10, 15 feet ahead of me. I kick a rock. How old were you again? Walking. How old were you I'm and five. Willow? You're five. I'm five. Willow's Willow's eight. Yeah. I kick a rock. Love uh, to it. Tip forward. Tube flips over onto me. Oh, Hundred no. bloodsuckers on top of me. I erupt out of the water like a fucking swamp monster. Willow is 50 feet away, sprinting in the opposite direction, left me for dead. I'm like ripping. Willow, you got to help your bro. Right? 
And uh, I basically, I made it out with only like one of them attaching to me. But like to this day, I still wake up with a nightmare once a month of getting dragged into the lake by a bloodsucker. And that's one of my many, many Wisconsin stories. So. I love that Anyways. story, Quinlan. I'm glad he came out alive, honestly. <laughs> bro, that's scary <laughs> shit. If you were, it's if fucked you, up, isn't that? Bro, if, if you were probably, if you were, if you were a three-year-old, which Hattie is three, like that could probably, I know that was severely could damage her. I mean, one, it'll fucking traumatize you. Well, I mean, yeah. It'll traumatize that, you. first and foremost, at minimum. But, uh, Jesus Murphy. Yeah. So that's my blood sucker story. Moral of the story for the parents out there, don't incentivize your kids to cash potentially. Uh, oh, you can actually sell you can actually sell leeches, not blood suckers, because blood suckers will eat the fish from the inside. But you can sell leeches to bait shops because a lot some people use leeches as bait for, for, for kind of different I think musky, not muskies, a certain right. type of fish but, will, but will eat them. Let, let the let the baitmen, let the whatever they do, well, well, go get not, them. Let's not let five year olds catch them. Anyway, that was that was a that's hilarious tangent. I, I forgot where that wasn't where random at all. We were talking about Wisconsin, Wisconsin, right? Ryan Lander, Wisconsin, Wisconsin peculiarities. Yeah. So the old, the old heartland, some, land of the badger. Some some of my childhood shared there. Some of it. Where else? Where else was it? I'm curious. Oh, uh, all my all my childhood. Was all of your childhood. Right there. That, so. that basically epitomizes my childhood. Is that oh, all right? Not saying. Oh, I thought you were you maybe lived in a different city. No, I grew up in Rhinelander. Uh, Born and raised, right? Really, and it's our family never really went right? on vacations either. Like our vacations were in Rhinelander. They're like, you have 60 acres and the fucking sick house. We're not taking our vacation. So they didn't. Uh, but the first time I really left, besides going on like uh, like sport tournaments and stuff, was Culver. <clears throat> so that was a really big shock for me. And it, and um, that was definitely difficult. But Well, it was an adjustment for all of us. No really doubt. Worth, we were 14-year-olds yeah, from all over the country. We had never... I mean, for everyone, you, you hadn't, especially for the freshmen who come in, it's your first time not living with your parents, but you're 14. So it's like, you're 14 and, and you're you putting, know, a bunch and of, you're putting, you're, going, a, you're showering with 14 to a military, guys, well, like, you're putting to a military, uh, a dude, system, do you which, remember? Is a, which is a great it's great for it's, development, know, character me, development, character building. Yeah, yeah, you got to share. But do you remember it. like having you know. to? Do you remember having to recite, like, remember the freaking like Culver Code of Conduct? Absolutely, and, like, I all still those know. things. It was so hard to. Yeah, mine and life's become the best person we've listened. I'll strive always to develop my potential to the fullest physically. I can hear as I did. <laughs> Bro, you got to slow yeah. down now because now actually when you say it, it's like, damn, that's oh, that's a very that's a meaningful shit. It's Do you remember beautiful. what was the other? What was the other? Was it the spirit uh, of Culver? The, the hope, the hope to the win, hope to win, to dare, the for what is based Quit zooming through it. Achievement. Quit zooming through it. The hope to win, the zeal to dare, contempt for what is base and mean, pride and achievement, achievement. That is fair. That is fair, and high regard for what is clean. The strength <laughs> the that is in the brotherhood. Is in brotherhood. The, the courage, courage that, that proclaims success. success. 
the will to strive for the what will is to strive good. for what is good first and, first and always excellence excellence susan ebony kaiser <laughs> oh susan ebony kaiser so you, you could you could interchange manliness or excellence it, it was depending on who you're talking to yeah i um, i like funny. them both i like them both there's nothing wrong with manliness having to square all our having to square all our corners new cadet candidates Man, Justin lorded it over me. Uh, first board, or first boards, and I was second boards. Ah, I suck. Bro, we need. Uh, was I first boards? I don't even remember. You, yeah, or uh, you were second. I was. Wasn't okay, I? so I let's sucked. explain yeah. what boards. Well, okay, let me back it up for a little bit. So yeah, when give you get some context. Well, when you go to pour myself Culver Academy, so yeah, get a little nice liquor drink on. When you become a Culver cadet, if you if you go to school when you're 14, you are what's called a new cadet for your first, essentially your whole first year. And you're a new cadet candidate for like the first two months or three right. months. Which is some bullshit. But anyways, <laughs> you're, you're basically, you're in a phase where you have to learn grow and develop and earn the respect of the the unit 40 other guys in your unit 40 yeah. other guys in your in, the, in your unit who have also went through that same exact process which is very hard very hard and it's always a thing now we look back on it and they're like oh they're being too soft but that's not neither here nor there but you basically have to go through a rite of passage. Your first year is very tough. And then you go through a week of testing, um, all, all types of basically uh, rite of passage completion uh, examination, yep. so to speak. And nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing immoral, nothing out of, Nothing crazy. Culver is no, the best school ever. No, nothing like no haze, no hazing. More of just like like, hey, hard shit. Clean your room. Get your shit together. Learn your stuff. Be a man. We're gonna be hard on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a boy. Turn into a man. Hey, yeah, not, not 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 any of that like the frat shit that like a lot of people go through. That's just yeah. like fuck, you know messing nope. around, kind of weird. But like like actual real shit. It's like crazy. hey, learn this. You have you have a you have a you know, sixteen oh three. 1903A3, you know, rifle with a 16-inch bayonet. You have to learn how to take apart the firing pin, put it back together. You got to learn how to do the 15-count manual, all these different marching moves, all of that. And you have to learn it under a lot of a lot of pressure and it's quickly. A, it's and a you're competing. You're competing too. Yeah, and you then know? but but it's a test but of discipline, and it's a test of work ethic, and it's a test of respecting those who have who have who have gone through the same rite of passage that you yeah. have and if you want to be in among that honorable honorable group of fellow cadets and fellow men you have to do the same yeah it's a great thing culver does i hope yeah. they always and it brings you close you like you go through a lot of shit your freshman year but it brings you a lot closer that's to your your freshman major reason. i mean to this yeah. day like that's why we're the fellas and we go to montana every year and we're really close you know nothing will ever really change that so nothing will ever change that Nothing will ever change that, Quinlan. Quinlan, how insane yeah, is ahead. it to think yeah. seven years ago we graduated 
which still blows my mind because it's, I feel like we were just walking, just walking down the, uh, walking through the Iron Gate the other day. So seven years ago, we graduated. And then we met 11 years ago. 11. Damn. Have we really known each other for 11 years? We have. Dang, bro. Bro. You're right. 11. Over a decade. Huh? That's crazy. I guess we can get pumped up for a 10-year reunion pretty soon, huh? Oh, my gosh. Coming up. A couple years. Fired up. We got to get... I I love the reunion. Yeah. Get get hyped. We're at, I mean, at that point, at 10 year, like we need to ball out when we go. I mean, we balled out at five year, but like at 10 year, we need to have like, we need to just, it's just so great to, to just, like buy a, buy a, buy a mansion somewhere next to, you know. You get the mansion, I'll bring the party people, huh? Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we got a deal. I just I love, I, I, I love, I love, I love seeing, I love seeing everyone and I love seeing, Who's got fat? That was a blast. That was a that was a blast. I love seeing who got fat. There's always a bunch of people blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't throw any names out. Blow up. But also some glow ups. Oh, absolutely. Glow-ups. A lot. No. Don't a get me wrong. A lot of wrong. glow ups. A lot of people really, you know, really grow. Nine, ninety five, ninety nine. Honestly, percent of people are doing better. Are doing great. Yo. And are doing great things for the world. Were you were you good friends with um with Peter with Peter Brotherton? Yeah, He's a good buddy of mine. Dude, I love Peter Brotherton. Biggest glow up, biggest glow up of Culver, guys. Guys, a beauty. Guy's pretty handsome now, guys. Got gorgeous, gorgeous man right there. Peter, if you're listening to this, I'll, I'll send you. The, I'll send you the podcast so, so that we, we we can have you listen to this specific clip of me complimenting you, Peter Brotherton. Hope you're doing well, my man. I miss you, bro. He's he's kicking ass. We we had a good chat with him the other night. Me and this Aaron is your official this is your official invitation to be a guest on the podcast. Dude, he's doing some cool shit. He's doing some cool well, shit. And uh, if he hears in, uh, that, LA, if, if he hears that, he'll give me a shout, and I'd love to hear from him. Alrighty. I love oh, every time me and me and Brotherton get together. It's just uh, it's a it's a grand old time. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a, he's really good, just good man, no doubt about that. Brother so, in Col- conclusion, Culver, oh sure, yeah, Culver, Culver, Culver. Great, we can talk about Culver. All great freaking place. If anyone out there is listening with kids, um, you can't, you really can't go wrong. I mean, yeah. it's got a massive. I mean, the best, some of the best sports facilities in the world, literally. World class tennis center, world class rowing center. I mean, you name it. World class uh, rugby team. I mean, I, I would say I would say Culver is one of the top top five. The rugby team, a shout out. Come on, rugby, rugby, savage uh, rugby. One of the program. top, one of one of the top five, hands down, most like from an academic sport military standpoint, even just academic in sports, like best private high schools in the world. Man, period. Oh. Well, in my heart, it's number one by a long shot. Yeah, no, I mean in mine, in mine as well. But like, if you try and take an objective profile, it's, it's got to be top five. Well, like, they had. Well, the thing about Culver when they compare it to like um, Amherst and Phillips Exeter and you know those other the you know, other Har- yeah, Harkness, Harkness Table, 
type, uh, which we did the Harkness table, but it's, oh, it wasn't easy. But, you know, those kind of preppy dippity doodah Oof. schools. Dippity doodah. They're, they're all very academic, like, hey, you got to get good grades. Actually, I don't know what they do. But I know Culver also teaches you discipline. It teaches you character. It teaches you teamwork. That's it, yeah. And it teaches you brotherhood, which you can't put a price on that. And you can't put a gauge. Yeah. You cannot put that in any statistical number in the world because it's 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 an emotional character development thing that separates Culver yeah. light years beyond measure. Yeah, I'm a, I one thousand percent want to send Hadley to Culver. Saving up. Hopefully, they maybe they got a the Peter Ham scholarship by then. The Ham uh, you won't even need you won't you won't need us you won't need a scholarship, Pete. I would like one. You you or you or me, you or me or Aaron. One one of us is just gonna be so crushing it, we're gonna make sure all our kids go to Culver. I think we're all gonna be I think we're all gonna be crushing it. We're all we're all and, crushing it now, so yeah, we're all we're all crushing it. And I think we'll continue to do so, but it, it would be a special thing if all of our kids they go to Culver. I'm I'm sending Mike. I mean, I mean I'm gonna. I mean, to an extent, it's gonna be a lot of their decision as well, you know. But I'm I'm gonna. If you have a sign, I feel like you're gonna be able to pick it a little easier. But for me, being a girl that's being a big softy because of her. I don't know. It's gonna. I'm. I'm gonna see what happens when we get there. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. I'm I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you both. Riley, I have two older sisters who went to Culver, and they both had amazing experiences there. Oh, um, for girls, it's, it's yeah. just like a no-brainer. I feel like. Yeah. It's like yeah. a. It's so. like a sleepover with some of the most talented, hardworking girls in America. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you push yourself. I mean, you push yourself to be to be better. I, I came from literally in the middle. They of have the prefect system, I, which isn't military, but it's it's the you know they, there's a lot of character and, development. And honestly, honestly, Pete, I could really see that that changing a little bit um, over the next you know ten to fifteen years. I think there's 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 been a big movement um, recently to you know be for Culver to be a little more inclusive on the military side to have you know women opt in opt into some of that. And I, that's a big structural change because it's the way that it's it's always been done. And I wonder, I wonder if that'll ever, been, if, have if they that'll ever kind of been, wait, are there, there's not like, uh, there's not like, uh, not that there's anything wrong with it, but there's not like a girl regimental commander, right? No, no, no. Well, there's, there's, it doesn't exist, right? It's, it's the prefect system, but there, there is, there is like, there are a lot of alumni who basically are just like, Hey, why don't we, you know, let women who come to Culver have the same opportunities as the guys to opt into like a, a similar type of military system, which I think has a lot of credence um, and, and makes, and makes sense. You know, why is it that only the guys have the military system? Because it's always been done that way. Now, I think the difficult thing about doing that is that, yeah, it has always been done that way. So you'd have to, you know, from a logistic standpoint, that's a really, that's a really tough thing to do right and to do well um, and to do successfully. Uh, so I, I I would just be I'd be curious to see how Culver evolves. Um, Culver needs to understand that the men and the boys and the guys 
Which I listen. I honestly, I I want women to lead the world, and I love women leaders. One of my, I'm extremely inspired by so many women out there. Like I was watching uh, uh, Catherine Catherine Woods, the you know yeah. uh, the founder and CEO of Arc. And she is just like, God, I want to marry a woman like her. I hope she has a daughter. Maybe I'll look that up. I'm single. Right, so write it, that one it, down. It's for okay me. for me to say Yeah, let me jot that down. Catherine Woods. Catherine, she's a little, but we'll see. Anyways, that's just despite the facts. But I'm all for women leading the world 1,000%. Get after it. I love it. But uh, the thing about Culver in specific is that the the boys and the men and the young men they live together in the barracks, and it's only the the boys in the barracks because I mean it's only the girls in the barracks is in, in, in the girls' dorms as well. Right, right, right. But there's a there's within each vicinity. There's a certain uh, chain of command, you know. Like, say for example. Well, that. Well, I mean, that's the that's the argument. Yeah, that's the argument. That's the argument, though, is why why doesn't that exist? Like, if, for the if, girls as well, and I, and I think that's a valid point. It's just really tough. It's really tough to figure out a way to effectively really really change something like that when 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 it's been done for you know it's 50 extremely years. tough. And it's as, really it's really tough. And and, and you're gonna rob the. And, and it's tough from a from an alumni perspective as well. So in, in one corner, you have a lot of the more recent alumni, right, who, who are very much in the support of, hey, women should have the same opportunities to pursue the military aspect as the men, right, rather than just an issue prefect system. Now, in the other end of the spectrum, you have a lot of the There's alumni. There's not spectrum. The older so alumni I, and a lot of the- I feel like everyone has kind of their each individual perspective. Sure, sure. No, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying it. it there, there are two. All right, there, there, there schools, is. There are two schools of thought. There are two schools of thought, right. and, and the school has to try and figure out a way to navigate in between them without offending either one of the groups, right? So there's the group that they kind of want that, and then there's the the other group that is like, hey, no, this is what we had when we were there, and it worked, and it was great, and this is how it should stay, and there's no reason to change it. It was so and amazing so I, how, I'm how saying, we had it when we were there. Like I, yeah. the the. To no, me, I, the I, discipline I was that experience. the discipline uh, and the structural chain of command for the boys was at a, perf- uh, a perfect level where it wasn't unf- unfair. Yeah, you had your well, opportunity. This is the whole reason I brought it up, Pete, is like I had such a great experience, and right. I'm thinking of like Hadley in this respect is like, you know, would would she benefit from an experience similar to like the stuff we had? But you know, she would, the she is, would, would they want be able to... an experience separate because she. Yeah me knowing her very well yeah she could probably she's bigger than a lot of guys who are her age granted she's three but she's got she's part hand planet so anyway so i'll leave my bias out of it she um she's she's you know she's she's a lady she's a girly girl she loves pink she doesn't 
she's not gonna go into a yeah. a bat. Uh, yeah, she's not gonna want to. Yeah, I, she wants to live yeah. in her own way. And I think you know, as a as a man who was a battalion commander there, it would be hard for me to be Captain like. Thank you, brother. Uh, unit commander was my favorite rank, so um, it would be hard for me to to have to tell. Say, if we had five cadets dicking around in the hall, not doing what they should be doing, and I had to get it sorted, it would be a lot tougher to conceptually make it happen in an effective manner if that was girls and guys or yeah know, yeah but i'm so or if it was all girls and then i think that was all girls and maybe like, i'm like the bad guy which is yeah completely I, I, don't know. I don't know how i don't know how it would work i i i, I would struggle to see how it would work having a having a co-ed solution trying to kill the also uh I, I, but if the girls system and, and if the girls system transitioned to the military aspect, I could see a lot fewer women wanting to go to wanting to go to Culver as well. Um, you'd, you'd have a much different, different type of, of, of makeup there. Now, I, I just think it's an, it's an, it's an interesting, it's interesting to think about if, 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 if Culver will, will evolve in that way. And I, and I, I don't think it will personally. Um, but it's interesting to think about. I, you know? Or if I, there's like a hybrid model that they try and that they try and create. Well, we've had so I mean, many great women who went to Culver who ended up going to sure, Military yeah, I mean, Academy. But like, if you're in Culver's shoes, how do how do you address? How do you how do you respond to that? You know, though, where where like basically, I mean, basically, you you have you have a lot of people basically say like, oh wow, Culver's sexist because oh, they, like the guys well, in the girl vote, system is they, so when is they so vote, separate when they vote for. Or when they choose regimental commander to go to Culver, it's, it's a diverse, it's a very diverse, uh, basically board of board of directors who are from different sectors of the school. From what I remember, I don't know. I didn't go to the regcom interview. I said I don't want to do that. Maybe you would have gotten it, hands down. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Speaking of regcoms. So. Speaking of Regcoms, I just chilled with uh, Brett Matovich. Ratty, Ratty crushed it, and I'm uh, I'm too much of a kind of a shithound to be doing it. I'm more, you know. I'm... I you, I mean, look, Pete. I think you crushed it as Union Commander and Battalion Commander. Uh, you were Thank shit. You, your fucking freshman, sophomore, and juniors, but then you started crushing it. Well, yeah, you, you've uh, it's it's the classic. You turn, you turn on the gas, but you turn on the gas pedal. Yeah, you, when it's time to shine, you show up. You, shine your you shoes, make it baby. Literally, literally. Shine your fucking shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Justin could shine a shoe, I'll tell you that. Justin could shine a fucking shoe, man. I remember I he got Justin. he got unit. Justin Justin would get a kick out of this conversation. I hope he's listening. Um he's got work. Oh, he's, he's definitely working. No, Justin Justin has listened to every episode. Um he uh he and I so he got unit guide on which I wanted that like badge on my thing so bad no instead bad. of me while we, were, while, we were, while we were roommates and he had it just like 
he oh, had it thanks. he had it just posted he had it just posted up in the room so i woke oh, up to it every he, morning he was flexing hard uh, he flexed so hard on me uh, it's all right we're, we're past we're past that we're past it oh, i know y'all are but i remember back then it was heated you were yeah just along as roommates we, we weren't good we weren't good, roommates. No, not good it, roommates. Wasn't cause, it wasn't it wasn't because of the guide on it wasn't because the guide on thing but no, uh, that's just, more of just a funny funny story yeah, just we not, just we just didn't we just, we just didn't jealous yeah we just didn't we just didn't jealous roommates aaron and i aaron and i gelled really well as roommates um we definitely got in some big fights every once in a while, but we, we were we were oh, great. Oh yeah, roommates. I remember having um, to come sell some few of those towns. I don't even know. Aaron was just freaked the fuck out. So fuck you, Aaron, if you're listening. Um, Aaron, we love you, buddy. You better no, get I on talked the to Aaron. I I talked to Aaron probably like four hours a fucking night at this point because I, I, I know y'all do. I know y'all do because I try and call you guys and y'all are fucking around on Warzone. I'm. Hey, it's the most social I've been with my friends. Dude, it's the best way to just like chill and talk to your buddy. Listen, brother, but it's play with us. Nothing beats having a good old classic conversation where your so your attention is one hundred percent. No, that's fair, but like you do. But I'm saying is like uh, this is probably the most I've talked and like learned about Aaron in years. You know, just like because I chat with him a couple hours already. I love like shit comes up. I love that y'all do it. I, it just it just hurts me when, when Eric, y'all are like Eric. when y'all are like oh we're in the Peter. middle of the game we can't chat right now, Pete. Well, y'all are like oh Peter, since you don't have Xbox, we can't talk. No, to you, you can and play I, with us. You just choose not to. You can play no, on PC. No, bro, no. Do you understand what it takes to play on a PC? You need some intent. Like it's free. I, no, it is free. But oh, you, you need the you need like the SSD card or the card, the graphics card or whatever is what you're saying. Bro, you, you need a six hundred and fifty dollar graphics card for it to por- perform at optimal levels. Yeah, but you don't need optimal levels. You just need the audio to work. Nah, I I, I need the optimal levels if I'm if I'm in it. I gotta you gotta kick some ass and take some names. I, I I've actually um, I've actually looked at the graphics card and have almost pulled the trigger on it many times because that would actually benefit the my job as a media and marketing specialist. Yeah, yeah, that's or, fair. Sure, not a specialist, but I've run a damn company. You're, that's you're, spe- you're a specialist at this point. Well, yeah, I'm a specialist, uh, but it's like Oof. the uh, hair on my chest. You found. Keep on the hair, brother. The, yeah, the, graf- I'm, I'm the graphics take, card taking, it takes for that. Ball. The graphic, yeah, you are. The graphics card it takes to play a um, a full blown game that you download. You download the game from the internet, and then it's cloud based, where you're playing people from all over the world. I mean, that's a lot of data being transferred. Yeah, it's, it's if, intense. If you it's want, great. If you if you want to have a decent, like, I need a, I need a box. computer for that. I dude, I was about to spend like three or four grand building my own computer. I I, I don't have a laptop right now. I have my work laptop, my it. iPad, and I I I just thought it would be fun to build my own computer. But don't be one. Well, of, I would don't build be an too. insaniac. Well, okay, no, dude, no it's it takes really a it takes a it takes really a day. Cool. It's and really cool. It's really cool. Eric, Eric, I just think it's a lot of money. Built his own computer, and my um my sister my my other sister's boyfriend Teddy, who is a computer whiz. Um, I want to meet. He Teddy. would basically walk walk me through the through process. 
you you like Teddy? You would get a sick fucking workout with him. With him. He's he's in the best. I know he's a sw- he's a soldier and he's a smart he's a, guy. He's a, We'd get along. He's a sw- absolute soldier. You guys would really get along. Yeah, please tell please tell Teddy I'd like to meet him and I'd love to have him. Dude, if you I love if you come that, out I love here that and visit me one of these days, we'll get a good workout in. Okay, so you're in Washington right now, DC. D- DC, DC, the DC. district. Not Wisconsin. I'm supposed to be in Connecticut. You're supposed so my to dad's be in other house in Wisconsin. I, I, I know, I'm brother. I know that. Yeah, officially homeless, but. No, you're not. You're not homeless. Don't I don't I don't you don't own, own a, a home. home. Well, brother, yeah, I got. I, I'm there's not cash, a lot of people that. So. Yeah, you're you're stacking paper. It doesn't matter. If you don't need a home unless you have four kids and your wife yeah, it, it is like, you yeah, you need a. The only time you need a home is if you got a wife that's nagging and and saying, or if you're like you need to invest. buy a home. Well, yeah, of course. To all my brothers out there who are married, I, I, I'm i jealous. I think it's a beautiful thing. Marriage, such a special thing. But there is a lot of pressure. There is a lot of pressure. The, the, the men in the family, hey, buy a house. And it has to be a nice house, you know? Yeah, man. And like, dude. I mean, that's what my sister and I mean, I live with, so I live with my sister and her fiance, Eric, right now. I was supposed to be in Connecticut, but I'm quarantining with them for context. Uh, but Absolutely. I'm living with them in the, in, in the interim. But, Which is um, great, Glenn. Yeah, I'm, I'm saving a lot. I mean, I'm paying them a lot as well. But, uh, you know, they're, uh, that's, that's top of their minds. Eric's 31. Riley's 30. Um, they're engaged and they're like, Hey, we need to buy a house, but it's like everything in DC. That's not a piece of shit is minimum $900,000. And I mean, you're, you're basically, you're basically buying a million, you're buying a million dollar house for, you know, a really small amount of square feet. It's just like what you think, like the idea, the, that's, I mean, that's their job. Are there there jobs glued to uh, where they are? Um, so Eric works at Sands Capital currently, uh, which is where I previously worked. I, I got him a job there. Right. Or I put him in touch with, with the company. And then Riley worked wow, at this what a, called Allison what a legend of a little brother. Yeah, dude, yeah. he worked alongside me. He worked like he worked like ten feet across from me for like uh nine months. Um it was pretty cool. We carpet. Damn, bro, you, you put uh, you, you you put on your sister's your sister's boyfriend. That is a legendary Good guy, move. Absolutely good guy. He owes you yeah. for he uh, owes you for life. Yeah. Um, and then Riley works in a firm called Allison and Partners, which is a PR firm. But she, I mean, look, we're all work, we're all working from home. I'm I'm gonna be working from home till P- April. PR, so. as in like uh, media and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So basically, she like if a firm that they manage, if one of their accounts goes to like like a cruise line or whatever it is, like a, a crisis. She like is like, all right, here's how we handle it. Here's how we do your advertising. Here's Crisis how we're, management. you guys have a big, well, that plus like, hey, Pro- okay, how are we going to handle this? Um, hey, we're going to make this big jobs fair for Amazon. We're going to make it do go like really well. Hey, we're going to, you guys have this really cool advertising campaign. Here's how we marketed it. Basically all, all PR for specific accounts. Um, and then my other sister, Willow, 
it wait, is a full-fledged therapist. So. so does she do just crisis management or is she kind of, she can handle entire, any type their of- entire, entire PR, entire PR framework, right? So if, so basically they'll win an account and well, it depends, it depends on the account. I, I'm speaking for her, so I, right. I don't know. That each company, each company is individual. Honestly, they have an account and I'm within in, that account, they have yeah. designated jobs, right? So for some of the accounts, it's like handle fucking everything. For some of it, it's like, hey, that's we exactly need you for how my this company is. part of it. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, so I mean, you you probably do a lot of the similar things. So what Riley does, it's just she works at a very large institution, um, and she's got to she's got to go through she's got to go through probably there, uh, some hoops, a, yeah, approval hoops. I'm yeah, trying she's to pretty be high up though. She's a I'm she's trying a to be the approval hoop. Yeah. So. And then my other sister, Willow, um, she is a full-fledged therapist now. So she's got a full client load and owns her own business. So she's, I mean, she's making six figures. She's fucking crushing it. Charges a hundred plus well, an hour. I have, I have you know Willow. You are, Willow. Yeah, I know, I know Willow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Willow, Willow she's was great. a senior when we were freshmen for context. Yeah. No, for I, all I, you I, listeners I, out there. Of course I know Willow. She, um, she, she's, uh, a therapist like uh, what type? Of, what kind of therapist? Like, like literally, if you have, you know, like marriage issues, marriage license, anything maybe tough you're going marriage, through. Anything, anything, depression, uh, you know, drugs, uh, you know, uh, marriage issues, all, all that shit. So she's does got she a full caseload. Like does she have um, a PhD or? She's got a. She's got. She's I love. I love. I love she's that she math, does she's that. Got a, yeah, she's got a master's degree and then she's dual licensed, which is like, I, I guess, a really big deal um, in Virginia. So she's like a dual licensed marriage family therapist and also like drug, drug abuse something. Uh, there's specific designations. I don't know what they are, but she's crushing it. So, um, And she had to take a big risk there. She, had, she quit her job basically and like started from scratch and then over like three to six months basically built up an entire full client load. So good, you know, kudos to her. Fuck yeah. Good yeah. shit, Will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, that's, uh, that's, yeah. Honest, that's honestly an awesome ac- accomplishment. And I think that's a no, really she, cool she's career. Her, she's, because yeah, she gets we're, to hear, we're really proud of her. She gets to hear everyone's... She gets to hear probably a bunch well, she's of just helping, she's helping. She's helping people. Um, she's helping people, like, every day. Uh, like, literally, that's her job, is to help people. And I think it's it's really emotionally draining, too. I think it's a really fucking hard, hard job, and I couldn't do it. Um, so I have a lot of respect for what she does. Uh, and, um, yeah, I don't know how she does it because it's just like seven hours of listening to people's problems and sympathizing. It's hard. And helping them solve them though, right? And, and, and solving and solving them. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, if they're not solved, like they get their money know, back. No, they don't get their money back. Yeah. You don't get your money back. Have, if, you, if you took up my time, they have issues, a- they have issues, they have issues, you know? And like it's but really tough on someone if you like they, they come need to you someone and to talk to problems, and you're not going to solve everyone's problems. No, you, know? you it's can't. Like, look, like there there are people who are suicidal, and so it's like you have to live, you have to live with the like the consequences of your patients of what of, of their actions, and I think that is like from and not a lot of people realize that when it comes to therapy, it's like there are, there are a lot of people who abuse themselves, who take drugs, who do a lot of things. One thousand percent. And. And you're trying to help them. And it's really easy to blame yourself. 
if if something goes awry or, or whatever, whatever. So it's really high stress. I totally agree. And it's really hard I, I, and it's I really agree emotional. More. I um, so agree I, more. I have a shit ton, I have a shit ton of respect for what she does. I mean, I have a shit ton of respect for what Riley does. I have a shit ton of respect for what Eric does. It's just, it's hard. Well, hello, ladies and gents. Commercial break, Peter. Checking on in. Here to remind you that this episode is brought to you by water. Drink it and enjoy it. Back to the show. Slide big Papa Peter. Couple G's. Papa, Papa Petey. Papa, Papa, Papa Bear. Petey. Papa, Papa Bear. Bear. Brother, I am Papa Bear. Papa Bear and Papa Bear and Baby Bear. That's what me and Hattie are. Yeah. Hi, she's she's coming to Tana next year. She's so excited. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Probably not nice during. Place. Probably not during the, our our time. No, nah, not the best of times. Not the best of times. I mean, the best of times, but not the, not the she best would, of times. She, she would honestly have a blast and be completely fine. I'm sure. I'm sure. We're all, we're all yeah. Yeah. She's like, if if we carried ourselves how we did maybe when we were 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Or something. That, was a little, that was a little rough. But now we're 25 and 26 and going to be 27. Woo. We're getting old. No, we're not, brother. We're, we're getting we're, we're, we're getting into our prime, brother. This is the way I like to think of life. You need to win. You need to. You need to try and interpret every day that that today is the start of the Quinlan Smith film, and not this is. Hypothetical, and Quinlan Smith, he's he's shits hit the fan. It's like life's fucking rough. Everyone's doubting him, but the comeback story starts today, and now he begins to conquer the world. And then, you know, Dude, that was me a couple. That was me like a, that was me nine months ago, bro. I'm just saying that's I, a I great really way to like live your life. Last, yeah. It's a great way to live your life is to think that today is the first day of the Peter Hand uh, movie. Fair, the fair sentiment. Movie. And then you want to make that movie a movie that you want not only your children to watch, but everyone in the world to watch and be inspired by. Yeah. You want people to watch the Quinl- Quinlan Smith documentary and be like, "Damn, I want to be like Quinlan." Guy, guy, fucking bounced back when all odds were against him. Came out of the motherfucking Jones. Came, came out of the basement to the fucking to conquer the world. Yeah. Hey, you're in a basement. I'm in an attic right now. It's pretty sick. You're crushing it. Basements and attics are the best spots of the house. They're oh, most, hands down. They're the most, the they're the most private. Yo, you do? Oh, yeah. It's fucking freezing, actually. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I got get, a heater on down here. Yeah. I, I had to buy it on my legs. I bought, air, I bought air conditioning for up here because this, my office was a full blown attic about uh, seven months ago, eight months ago. You visited right after I started. Right after the renovations. 
the transformation. Transformation. But um, now it's, in my opinion, the sickest part of the crib. It is. It is a good looking place, sir. Certainly. You know, I want to get. I'm in a position where, you know, I kind of could go rent an office out, out, you know, in the city, but I don't want to. I don't think you need to yet. I, I don't think you need to. I don't. If you want got to. if you got this space, if you got a sick setup. Like why? You know, you yeah, fucking not. throw away a grand every month. Like you don't need that it's un- unnecessary overhead costs. Never Any finance need guy it. would tell you that. And I'm a fi- and I'm a finance yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I do every day, Quinlan? I write down how much money I have in every single asset of my life. Every day? Every single day. I have track of it for at least the past, I think I'm at almost at 20 months now where I've written it down. Well, I don't write it down on Saturdays and Sundays, but I do Monday through yeah. Friday. I do Monday through Friday. It's kind of cool to and the day I started doing it, I had four hundred dollars. Oh, really? Oh, four hundred dollars. Um, I do. I I have a very accurate picture of 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 my like assets and liabilities in my head, and I write it down occasionally. Um, but really, there aren't that many buckets on my end. There's my investment account. There's right. my bank. Capital yeah. One, where I get my checking, my savings, checking, and then save. there's my, there's my my uh, debt, which is you know I have a, I got mostly a full ride to Middlebury, so I don't have too much student loan debt, thank God. Um, Absolutely. And I have, I mean. Yeah, I mean everyone's rent, got debt. It's rent. part of life. So. Well, rent's not. Uh, that, that, those are those are the three. Those are the three buckets. Um, yeah, uh, I've, but, I've, but I think I've it's got, incredibly important. Well, you got to factor in Venmo, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. If you use any, yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, you can you can factor in some other stuff as well. Um, I, I, I try and get within ninety five percent, and then I know that five percent, the rest, of the, the last five percent is really just like kind of intermittent spending and random shit. So if I'm within ninety five percent, I'm fine. Wait, ninety five percent? What's your ninety? What do you mean, ninety-five percent? Ninety-five percent accurate projections of of basically how much I'm spending and 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 how much I have. I write it to the cent, brother. I'm telling you, it's pretty fun. So like, so like, basically, basically, um, I I well, I'm saying from a projection, I basically build a financial model for my life, right? So I have, so what I do is I have, okay, here's my net worth currently, and then I break it down by asset, right? And then what I do is I have on a month to month basis, I have broken down in two week periods. I have my month, my earnings, right? So here's how much income is coming in from my salary. Absolutely. Here's how much I project to make on, I project to make on an annualized basis from my investments, right? So I basically take my assets and I multiply that by one times uh, 1.15 if I'm assuming a 15% annualized return on my investments in the stock market. And that's I want you to get on your, that's all you get on your return. No, on I'm, I'm just saying for, no, you're being conservative. I'm just saying for, for over 50 years, whatever. Right. Um, you know, oh, over 50 years, you're fucking crushing it. 
Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Uh, so yeah, I'm just saying, you. like, I'm saying, and I'm saying theoretically annualized. You know, hopefully I'm making like 25, 50%, and I'm a genius, but that doesn't happen. You know, they're a dumb, they're a downturn. Um, so, you know, if you, if you annualize over, over that period, if you make 15%, 20%, whatever it is, uh, and then you, you add in your rent expense, your boot expense, your whatever other expenses you have, you subtract it out, then you multiply that by, you know, your bonus, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. You're going to get a, you're going to get a pretty go. good outlook for, for where you're going to be in, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So I, I always have a blast, have an actual blast doing that. And I love, I love just like love playing around well. with, with, with the different, um, all the different levers you can make. Like, Ooh, could I be a millionaire in, in three years? What do I have to do to get there? You know, like that type of shit. It's fun. Yeah. You're plugging my ass out here. Well, you got to know how much, you got to know, it's, this kind of goes into a, a big thing I was talking, teaching to um, the guy who I've, who I just hired this week, Andrew, I was telling him today, you have to know where you are financially and you have to know it down, down to the dollar is the best, down to the cent is even the best. You have to know where you are and you have to keep track of that religiously. But more importantly, you have to know where you want to be. And if you have that number of where you want to be, it's you I say I say you have a three month number, or you have a one month, three months, and six months number. Honestly, the shit after that it, it's it's, I mean, you want to get to the point where you have enough, you have enough saved up where you don't have to worry about the short term, where it's really just about like, Hey, what are my five to 10, 20 year projections? Right. Absolutely. That's how, that's how I think about it. Well, well, of course, yeah. but, but especially when you're at the early stages of growth, it's good to think you're gonna have a lot of expenses. Like I'm sure you have a fuck ton of like expenses like, oh, yeah. all, all I, over I, the place. I, I, just, like, you gotta, you gotta spend, track that shit. You I have spend, a lot of stuff you spend. I spent eight eight thousand dollars a month on expenses with the business and Hadley and uh, food, yeah. insurance, yeah. and I mean, my look, car. I spend, I spend, I spend about, I spend about nineteen hundred a month. I know. that. No, I, it, I, I have to spend a lot, brother. So it's, it's definitely just, very different. I, I mean, I'm look, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm living in the fucking basement of my sister's place. Uh, well, I like could spend I, instead of moving to Connecticut. Yeah, I could spend um, no doubt. I just have to uh, have to keep. Yeah, also you have to, to invest in growing your business and like right. all that yeah. type of shit. It's all good things. Different. It's different. different. It's different. Yeah. I just have to meet that minimum threshold to keep the momentum going. So it's sure. Sure. It's 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 uh. It, it's had to something down, but once you're above that threshold, multiple months, then that's when it starts to get special. So rolling, yeah. That's what's allowed me to hire. I mean, I've got two people full time. One's obviously international. In international, shout, sure. Shout out Jenny from the Philippines. I love her to death. She's the best. She's the best tech. 
She's the best social tech assistant in the world. If you need the best, give me a shout. I know the best virtual assistant, which she's mine. So you might have to pay her a premium, but I'm giving her a shout because she's honestly, if she lived in America, she can make uh, 60, $60, $60 an hour salary because she's that good. Like she, she, you tell her what to do. She's happy and excited about it. She's always willing to learn. She's always shows up on time. She always does what she says. And like, that's, that's honestly hard to come by sometimes here in America. Yeah, no, you're right. You're people, right. Well, people want more than that. And they think they're too entitled to And I only have, I only have to pay, like, originally when we first started, when I didn't have much money to hire her, and I, but I knew that she could help grow things, paid her $8 an hour, which to her was a lot. That's like $20 an hour in the Philippines. And now I pay her more than that. She's very well deserving of it. I, if I paid her more, she'd be crushing it because like a dollar in the United States is like $3 in the Philippines, essentially. I'm telling you, I, I, I think about it a lot. Getting some nice cheddar here in the U.S., heading over to Thailand, not, maybe not Thailand. Thailand gets a little wild, but the Philippines. Yeah, having a good time. They do speak, uh, everyone's fellas, fellas Philippines. Fellas, Philippines trip. I bet Justin oh, got some connects. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Justin has to have connects. I mean, his his parents, his parents, they were born and raised there, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah, they they're the classic American dream story. And think yeah. about Justin. Justin like. He just—it was always nice. He's—I mean, he's—he can get competitive at times, but it's just because he wants. Nothing wrong with a little competitiveness. Yeah, it's just because he wants to crush it, just like everyone else. But he's the like nicest part of his DNA, and that's something that's very prominent among the Philippines community at least yeah. from what i've experienced yeah i wouldn't know but i makes sense man dude i fucking i like i pinched a nerve in my neck it hurts so bad right now was it during uh work or was it no i was i was working, working out, out? I, was doing, I was doing yeah i was doing what were you doing and I was doing weighted pull-ups, and I, well, I, I think I'll tell I, you I right now, brother. My, my neck a little bit. Don't on do it. weighted pull-ups. It's not healthy on the system. Shit like I mean, that I happens. I no, no, no. They're good. They're hard. They're tough. They get you swole. Listen, brother. I've done hundreds and thousands of them, but they're not. They're not healthy to your joints and ligaments, and your 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 fast twitch muscles which is a lot of shit that can go wrong in your neck and you need your neck i mean i think good. i think it's i think it's all about form 
and I and I think what I did wrong is I I just engaged my and my neck weird that day. I was like pushing myself a little bit, and I and I think I think that's what fucked because like probably I, were I, sleep I, deprived. I, I look, I think I just didn't have good form that day, and I think I I must have like on the last couple of reps, either I was trying to show off or something. I'm I like engaged my neck to get like that last rep. And, and I, and I think it's just like, and, and I don't know if that's what it was, honestly, I don't know, but I know that's what really like exacerbated well, yeah, it. That's if you're going hard, then that, then that gets so and I, was doing, I mean, I, I, had, I had 45 pounds on, I was doing, doing sets of like five or six reps and it was just like, okay, like right. the last, I did like five or six sets and the last set. It's like, coming from a guy who couldn't do a pull up when I met him. I couldn't do, I couldn't do, a pull, I couldn't do, I could do a pull up. I couldn't do more than one though with good form. Not uh, when I met you. Like, you know, 14, 15, when I hang. first initially met you, Quillen, I don't know if we could get. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've always been. A, I've always been. I've always been really skinny and not and not strong. Um, I've always been in, in incredibly good shape, though. There's a difference. You've always been a good, um, great athlete in good shape. A really good athlete. That's strength. But now, now a forty-five been, pound plate with your back. Yeah. Now, now over the past year and a half, I strength, would say power and really, really about a year and a half. I've really been focusing on putting on weight and muscle. Um, and I mean, you can see I'm still, I'm still pretty skinny, but I put on about 25 pounds. Of, of well, and you're, what you're, I think you're a hot really guy doing muscle, hot so. things. I mean, uh, sure. hi, yeah. no, I mean, so, what, what, what um, is there to it? Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's just diet, but I, you know, I, I'm annoyed because I, uh, I fucking hurt my neck. It's fine now. I, I went and I did about 200 pull-ups today and it was, it was fine. So, I don't, I don't do, I don't do weighted pull-ups anymore because of shit like that. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, if you're doing them with good form, really strict and with with like solid, steady. I mean, but it's like when you when you I'm already you push yourself. I'm already enough of the weight. Yeah, no. Look, like I, I need to put on the muscle mass, and for me, it's like it's those types of exercises that are, are going to be the biggest. It's it's you know squats is deadlifts, bench presses, weighted pull-ups is weighted dips. If you, you know, want, it's, it's overhead press. From my philosophy, those are and very, it's food. It's those eating. are very essential. Well, from a gym perspective, this is what has helped me uh, gain the most muscle mass. And I'll put it in simple terms: utilizing drop sets. Uh, I do. I do that. Going till failure. I do it on every. I do it on every. I never set. So like when I do going till failure, and that's so how you get there. So like. I did bench on Monday and, and basically my workout was, well, bench is hard I did, to get a drop set. no. So what I did, what I did was, uh, yeah, you're right. You're you right. have the, so, the things well, that have got well, me biggest well, is switching immediately so not, to the next way. So with yeah, dumbbells, I mean, it's look, easier. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do, yeah, you gotta bench. I'll do, I'll do five reps. I'll, I'll, I'll rip off the 25s. I'll put on tens and fives. I'll do 165 until failure, rip off the fives. Do 155, rip off the tens, and then do 135 till failure. And by that, like, like my that. muscles are fucking shot. And there's like, I don't know, it's like five seconds uh, pause oh, between yeah. each one. And I mean, what the, the, the things where you can pull out the peg and put it back in, that's that's really the easiest to do drop sets on, obviously. Well, um, that, you can't I, I get a good test for that. You can't no, get a exactly. good test for that with any machine. No, that's why I do it. You with, can with the cable. Sets. I've got the secret. So I, I, I do, I do overhead, oh, oh, cross cable, cable cross, cable crosses, um, and I drop sets on those as well. Do you want to know? Uh, cable Peter, flies, cable crosses. You want to know uh, Peter Ham Swolger, really, really Peter Ham Swolger scientist secret? 
that not many people know I'd about. Love to. All right. Well, now they're going to know. Well, the uh, the the fine the fine ladies and gentlemen who are still listening, I will say the best chest workout to gain size and volume to your chest. If you want a good looking, if you want a good looking barrel chest, what you do is you get the uh, I call it the the cube the cube bar the cube handle. You know what I'm talking about? The closed curve. You usually use it for rows. Yeah. Back rows? Okay. No, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So so if you're at a if you're at a cable station where there's a there's a cable over here, cable over here, like the the ones yeah, that are by your side. Okay. So what you do you grab onto this side, you put the cube the cube handle on that one. So you go grab it. So I'm holding on to this side of the of the uh, the um, cables. And I've got the cube handle grip. Wait, so do you have tension on this? Do you have tension on this arm, basically, where you have the cable on this? Well, arm, yeah, you're, and then you're, you have the, you're, you're so, pulling it, right? So you've got so a cable I'm on this pulling side, it this way. Okay. But then I'm, I'm, I, position my body in a way that I'm, you know, pushing my chest forward. It's like you want your chest to be the farthest point forward. But so the, this is a secret though. You, what you do is you thread your hand through that cube so that when you're pulling the weight. So it's across. It's pulling, I see. Yeah. So, so you're not cheating at all with your arm back. You can't cheat where the shit in your chest burns. Woo! It'll make. Yeah, it'll, I, I I can picture it. I can picture it. It's yeah. um. I'll try that. I'll try that out tomorrow. Maybe. Do it. Maybe tomorrow. Do it one arm. One arm at a time. Start with, you know, seventy pounds, and then immediately go to fifty, and then immediately go thirty, <laughs> and then go twenty. Drop set. And then yeah. even do it with the ten. That's all you need to do for a chest there. You know, I think I need to, I need to really, really continue putting in a lot of work with my squats. It's uh, my, my legs are hands down the weakest, the weakest part of my body right well, now. We're, and I, and tall, we're tall guys. So it's hard. It is. It is hard. And squats I go, are I not go healthy the for their body. I, I go all the fucking way down. Um, what does like, dude, anything above like two, anything above two Oh five. Like that's not that much. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I mean, dude. Also, but like for putting on mass, like oh, look, squats are, squats put, are some of the. For putting on mass, it's, it's objectively the best exercise: deadlift and squat. Objectively, squat is like the. It activates the most amount of muscles, and like it fucking gets your entire circulatory system jacked up. Like it's, it's the up. best for putting on on, on mass. It's, you know, it's I, up there, hands down. It, each person's like, body is different. Scientifically. For me, it's leg press. It is the for best me, exercise. For me, it is leg press. Leg press, a lot sure. of reps. But, but I'm saying, from a scientific perspective, it is hands down the best exercise. I've, I've done the research. At, uh, well, I've done, my, I've done my fucking research, too, Cuomo. Go look at King Kelly's uh, leg press set. It is, it is 
You put, yeah. you just put, just, I just don't hear me the, out, hear I me out. I don't see the leg press activating as hear many me. muscles as squat. Hear me out, Coleman. I'm talking about the leg press where your back's down here and your chest, I'm trying not to kick any <laughs> your legs are up here. You're okay, up the ass. so what you, well, you're not taking it up the ass. You're getting <laughs> huge. <laughs> and this is what you do. You just, just, with two, up, yeah. just with two plates on each side, you do 10 reps with your feet on the outer, outer portion of the leg press. Then you do 10 reps with your feet closer together, shoulder width. Then you do 10 reps after that with your feet pointed outward. And then you do 10 reps with your feet right close together. That's got, that's got to be killer. Oh, it's... That yeah. sounds like it's killer. You're, it's got to be burning by the end. I, I die. That being I a puke. phenomenal leg exercise. I puke. And then after that, um, you do you do one minute but of lunges. Like, are you getting the same kind of... But are you getting the same kind of core activation you would from squat? It's, 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 like, it's, I, I just don't I just don't see it, it activating no, it, as it, many muscles or as much of the circulatory system as a squat does. Right, and I'm not comparing I'm not comparing it in that way. I'm just saying Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean they're different. They're different. Yeah. You want to, if you want to gain mass for specifically your legs, do that. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I was saying athlete I was mass athlete wise squats one of the best oh 1000 percent agree brother but like also you i mean you say okay so i think you have a fair point that really heavy squats can be a little dangerous and tough on your joints but i think also the squat motion are. is 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 one of the hands down healthiest forms of exercise you can do from a mobility and long-term longevity of oh. just like mobility brother, I, and I'm flexibility a, I'm, perspective i'm a, I'm a squat maniac but, but i believe in bodies do a but, bunch of body but you're squats. right. You're right. You're right. Really heavy, really heavy, really heavy weighted squats. It fucks you up. I've seen a lot of friends. And I, and I, I, look, I, I also, I don't, I don't squat heavy. I mean, I know. I'm yeah. never, I'm never really even squatting two plates, um, which I'm a little ashamed of. I wish I could easily squat two plates. Dude, but I'm not, not there yet. Of. I don't um, squat more than, I don't squat more than three or four nowadays, but I used to do. I mean, squatting four plates is still pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, that was kind of standard protocol. Well, the rugby with standard the rugby meat wagon. protocol, mate. <laughs> We're big boys who I use mean, our legs yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, you also have. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a big. I'm not a big boy. I'm. I'm. I'm 180. But it's not. Pounds it's, right now. I'm trying to get to 185. Good for longevity. You're completely right. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's why I can't do it anymore because um, so, I want to walk around. But like, look, a big, a big, a big part of my fitness goals are to put on mass. So, um, you know, I, I want to put on another ten to fifteen pounds. My original, I started working out, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. I was one hundred and fifty-five pounds, Pete, at six foot four. I'm about one seventy-eight, almost one eighty now. Um, my original That's goal is one eighty-five, and my new goal is one ninety-five. You're making, you're making my new goal is one ninety-five. So tremendous progress. So I, um, you sit out? I mean, I went from benching one, I went from benching two reps of 135. Orange scale juice. I repped out three or four reps. Of, I repped out like three or four reps of 205, like real nice and easy the other day. Felt good. Oh, so. sure. Quillen, oh, that's, sure. well, that's, 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 
that's power. Yeah, no, it felt good. It felt good. And like my, my pull-ups, my back, but as I was saying, my, 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 my squat, my deadlift, I need a lot of work on. I can do quite a bit hex bar deadlift, but like, man, normal deadlift, I just really, I still really struggle with the form. And I've had like professionals look at my form. And I find, I find form is just really hard. I just, I just really struggle with doing a lot of weight, not from a picking it up perspective, but from like not putting the right amount of like stress on my back. So, but, so I've been, I've been, there's I've nothing been cool about a lot more. A lot. I mean, it's yeah, badass. And so there, no, I've been, no. I've been focusing a lot more there's on a lot of, bar deadlift, which I sorry. think is a lot healthier. There's a lot of cool things. It's, there's no more attest to being a powerful one of a kind man who can pick up such a strong weight, but functionality and life-wise, when the hell are you going to have to do something like that in a modern, innovative no, exactly. world? But, I mean, but the same thing, it's the same thing I was saying with squat. It's like, look, deadlift is one of the best functional exercises for putting on mass. And I just so want to be I, instead functional. Of doing, instead of doing straight bar yeah. deadlift, I do, I do uh, hex bar deadlift. And, you know, I can rep out, you know, 275 plus pretty easily. And, and with normal deadlift, if I did 275, I'd, my back would hurt. I'd hurt my back. Um, so... I know it's not a, an issue of like power on normal barbell deadlift. It's just like, I, I still need to work on my form more, you know? Um, my goal Quinlan is to be functional and fuckable. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I still go on runs every day. I do a lot of calisthenics type stuff. Um, so I play a lot of squash, play a lot of tennis. So you gotta, you gotta cross train, do a little bit of pellet. We have Peloton here. Big fan of the Peloton. Oh, sure. Great stuff. Dude, what do you, what do you I'm fucking pissed. Every month I look at the fucking Peloton stock. And I'm like, damn, I should invest in this. It's fucking too hot. And I think, yeah, it's and always... I'm like, nah, it's too hot. And I push it off a month, and the next month it's up another thirty percent. And I'm okay. just like, you motherfucker. And you know, Tesla, Tesla taught me this, and I haven't. And I and I was like, as soon as I missed yeah, on it, I was like, all right, never, never bet, never bet against never an betting. amazing product. Don't bet against Elon. No, 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 it's, 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 no, 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 it's, it's sure not Elon, but like, don't bet against an amazing product. The Tesla cars technology. are an amazing product. Everyone loves their cars. You know, Tesla what is not a car company. fucking Pelotons, bro. They're fucking Pelotons. Everyone loves your Pelotons. Don't bet against a good product. And like time and time again, I'm just like, Oh, okay. the stocks run up. It's like, dude, the stock market can run up fucking continuously it's speculative like it's all valuation only takes you so far you know so oh yeah uh, that's the thing about uh, tesla great. i have a lot of my i have a lot of my cash out of the market right now and uh go buy some I, tesla I, I i i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna invest in and and i and i've got some really like popping out at me right now and i don't know what to do with it but it's like also i don't know I realized like three to five years of returns on a couple of my investments. And so I'm hey, pretty good. Do you I'm want to know happy with that? But do you want, sorry to interrupt. Brother. I'm not trying to, but I'll give you a good, this is, if you want to, if you want to put a long-term play in, that is literally, you literally, I'm jealous that you're, I'm, you're knowing about this right now because I've had to feel the pain the past few days. But uh, Philion, have you? Do you know about him? Vaguely, I don't know much okay, about so, uh, financials. Have you heard of uh, Tortoise Acquisition? Stock ticker S H L L. 
they're a blank check company that has really just dominated uh, the SPAC industry. And anyways, they, you know, blank check companies. They're, Helion Energy, fusion engine company. Uh, they're they're actually a commercial automotive industry that has elect electronic commercial vehicles that are also powered too by natural gas. I'm telling you, it's went down 45% since the acquisition, which changed the stock ticker, <laughs> which a lot of people are very pissed about it. But it's a, it's, it's a phenomenal company that's um, really going to do some com really amazing things for the commercial Wait, what's industry. The, what's, the, what's the ticker? What's the ticker? H-Y-L-N. Oh, Helion, double I. The, the founder and uh, the, down 11% today. Uh, it's down 40% over the past week since the merger, which is due. It's not 44.8%. Huh? No, look at the, you need to see, understand oh, what's oh, happening. So, oh, they were, okay, well, after. Bro, In the past six months, it's still up 187%. No, 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 It just, well, yes. The stock ticker, so it was previously Tortoise Acquisition, which was a blank check SPAC company that literally is in the business of raising funds to acquire innovative companies to fuel them. Kind of similar to what you're doing, honestly. And Helion is going to be um essentially the test kind not the tesla this tesla is not even an automotive company they're every cloud computing solar but um components hybrid suspension do your research on helion brother and if you bought it right now i'm telling you you are buying it at the most pristine time ever howdy there ladies and gents it's your man commercial break peter here quick check-in Letting you know that I love you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you can do a quick favor and give us a good old five-star review on Apple Podcasts, good karma is coming in hot. Back to the show. Gwendolyn, um, I usually ask, um, well, not I usually ask. As per tradition on the Hand Planet podcast, I always ask the famous would you rather questions and i'd like sure. to proceed with that now if you don't mind good sir sure so the only rules of the would you rather questions is one if you have any additional questions you need to understand that anything is anything outside of the question is up for interpretation i can't give you clarity or clarification or what ifs Secondly, um, I'll answer two. And all you, right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, let's go. And number three, you got to answer, no matter how insane. All right, here we go. Let me get the old bucket of questions out. Or the old Peter Rabbit magical hat of I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a lot of conviction in each one of these. They're intense. I've had some very um deep, goofy and Maybe. funny I've had all types of discussions. 
Quinlan Smith. Would you rather the aliens that make first contact be robotic or be organic? Organic. Me too. Honestly, it's scary, though, to think about that. Which yeah, would, but, like, it's scary to would, think if they're robotic. That if they're robotic. Like they're organic. Out, there's just other organic aliens out there who made them. Yeah, who sent that shit to us. That's potentially more dangerous. That's scarier, yeah. Or what's even yeah. worse is that the organic species who originally created the robots... Took, was taken over by the robots. yeah. Due yeah. to overprogramming. Yeah, that organic. Organic. That's you've, the answer. Hands you've, down. you've heard the uh, paperclip philosophy, right? Oh, yeah. You're a darn dude. Well, it's you, you, you program, you program the robot to, you create, you create a robot. You program that robot just to put paperclips on your papers to organize them. But what he ends up doing, because you program him too much, is he ends up not only putting paper clips on your things, he ends up turning everything around. Oh. Yeah, I don't have a wife, so it's all good. (laughs) No, he ends up he ends up his automation is so powerful that he ends up turning everything around him into paper clips, which turns the whole world into paper clips, which then turns the whole universe into paper clips. And then we now live in a robotic society. But it's We're not the paper crawl, paper clips. Well, it's not the paper clips, but it's a figure of speech. But yeah, you got to watch out. All right. Organic. Organic all the way. We like it organic. Quaylen Smith, number two. Would you rather, for the rest of your life? Oh, I know your answer for this one, but it's a good question. Always be, always be ten minutes late, or always be twenty minutes early. Everything minutes early, twenty minutes early. I'm already like ten minutes early. To I, I know, so. I know you. I know you're close. But easy you know, question. Next, ten, ten too late. easy. It's too easy. Next question. Too easy. Hey, hey, I got an answer too, buddy. Jesus Murphy. All right, let's see what we got. I, I knew that was the easy one for you. Quillen, would you rather oh. be in jail for a year or lose one year of your life? Oh, be in jail for a year. Well, I would do the jail for a year because I'm kind of thug life. Well, like, but would you? Like, does the jail for a year with all the consequences of being in jail? Um, that's outside of the interpretation, but I don't know if you've ever been to jail. There's, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. To, I, I wouldn't mind being in jail for a year, but just like the the, the connotation that that has for the rest of your life. You ever been in slammer? You know, no, I've not been in the slammer, Pete. Well, I've but, seen documentaries um, about it, and I've heard it's not a fun time. I, I mean, look, I think living a year in jail versus losing a year is certainly better. I'd rather have a year in jail than not 
I'll lose a year of my life. But, you know, I've, would I've, losing I've, a year of your life be, would I've you had, lose basically a lot more happiness by having all the negative connotations that come with being in jail? Um, so it would really depend on the interpretation of the question, but on a face value, yeah, you're, you're in jail. Yo, yeah. Yeah, I Next would absolutely question. do a year in jail. You get to learn, you get to learn a lot from the people who have who have failed. You just can't be dying, and you can't get killed. That's the most important thing if you're going to jail. Yeah. Can we quote the aggressive next questions, Quinlan? I love you, oh, brother. No, no, but no. no. I'm, I, I'm, okay. I'm sticking. To, I'm sticking to my guns there. I want, I'm telling okay. you, I'm being confident. Oh, I agree. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. Then I just, you know, I just kind of want to be involved sure. too, but sure. no big deal. Um, would you rather? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be able to only watch the few movies with a Rotten Tomato score of ninety-five to a hundred percent? Or only be able to watch the majority of movies with a Rotten Tomatoes score of ninety four percent and lower. Ninety four percent and lower. There, that's an easy question. There are so many amazing is great, shit though. movies. There are so many shit movies that are below, or amazing movies that are below ninety four percent. Pete, like oh, I agree. There, there are oh, like, they're biased there are very few movies above 95 percent honestly i got a problem you with lose i mean you granted you do lose shit, shit like the goodwill huntings and like all those but like granted you do lose a lot of really great movies under 94 percent the other ones you so lose I, anchorman under yeah under 94 hands down easy easy they probably have they probably have oceans oceans 11 under they probably got it in the 70s yeah. Scumbags. Yeah. There's some great movies in the 80s. I'm tired of Rotten Tomatoes and all their bullshit. Oh, next question. Would you <laughs> rather... Quillen? They take it easy on the next question, Speed. All right, continue. Oh, my, my apologies. Would you <laughs> rather have to read aloud every word you read or sing everything you say out loud? Read. Read? read aloud everything yeah yeah hands down because you like singing everything what was it sing everything you what sing everything you say that would ruin no, your no, life no. bro sing everything that you say out loud so it's like i yeah, guess you're kind of like ruin your fucking life <laughs> you're yeah, talking read, to like a group of loud. people that make it like a music everything you'd say like a musical except everyone be like yeah, shut no, the fuck up uh, yeah yeah read everything aloud easy oh yeah Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some tough ones. Would you rather have all dogs try to attack you when they see you or all birds try to attack you when they see you? That's a tough one for you, buddy. That's a really tough one. That, uh, uh, all dogs. I'm taking a picture of that. There are, dude. There are a lot of motherfucking birds out there. Like, most, like, I would say a majority of dogs I see are on a leash. Dude, I go out there and I see, like, 20, 30-plus birds every time I go on a walk. I can go on walks and not see a dog 
any day of the week. I'll kill a but, fucking bird, but there's some dogs that a dog can be vicious, vicious and can kill a human. Yeah, but like I'll just move to a. I mean, I would just probably move Bro, to a Rocky place Rocky ripped through Rocky nice little sausage dog ripped through my buddy's hand who is a United like States Marine like officer birds, just like 20 birds you couldn't go outside Rocky like with birds. Rocky ripped through my buddy's hand when he was angry and he's Dude, a little like sausage you theoretically dog. you could theoretically just avoid the dogs but like but like from a bird perspective oh, the dog is they're flying the dog is pissed. But you're hard. right. The dog would be a little. The dog would be a little scarier for your life. I'm still going bird. That's fucking scary, dude. Like just a bunch of birds die bombing out of nowhere. That's some like scary birds. movie type shit. Both scenarios, yeah, honestly. Birds. Yeah, there's there's not a good pick out of those two. There's not a good pick, and it, a lot of it would be a little bit subjective. Really fucking your way, especially if you got a bunch of yeah. Got a bunch of ostriches around you. You're I gotta, I gotta go bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you're getting fucked in the ass. Yeah, I'm going birds. Same, brother. All right, brother. Here we are. Getting into the hard ones. This one's pretty interesting. This one's a mind thought. Quinlan, my friend, would you rather live in a house with see-through walls in a city or in the same see-through house but in the middle of a forest far from civilization? So I guess that's really how much you enjoy being around people. Would you? Uh, would you give up social interaction I, I would, I would for love privacy? To be in a through house. <clears throat> no, I, I would totally love to be in a house in the city. That'd be, fuck it, I'm proud. I'd take a shower naked. That's bro. You that the thing is, what the fuck I'm, if that was an actual thing, that would be like a, a modern marvel. Not about but the, it'd be more about the sound. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be fine living in the city and in a see through house. I think that'd be fucking sick, dude. Bro, that that would be like a modern marvel. People would come from all around the world to come see that, you know? Hey, there's Quinlan yeah, Smith. Cool that be? Smith, billionaire. He just bought this property, but his yeah, you can see everything that's going on in his house. Oh, he's 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 he's, he's giving the old lady yeah, up there. Give it, he's giving the wife. Nah, just go to her place. <laughs> go to her place. It's your wife. I mean. We're talking hypothetical. Okay. But it, uh, we'll, we'll see then, what happens. She's she's going to. Put on a show. Y'all are they're going to see I'm very good. It, absolutely. All right, brother. We got the last question. Last question, best question. Would you rather. Have a map that shows you the location of anything that you want to find and can be used again and again, but has a margin of error up to five so miles. Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that Pirates of the Caribbean? Okay, we're going to a different question then. 
Yeah. <laughs> Is it, I, I That's the no entire idea. plot. It's his compass. All right. This... Pete, would you rather would you rather okay, drink only extremely nice whiskey for the rest of your life, okay. or exclusively Bud Light? Are you, you can only drink really, really nice, high quality. Okay, but like, but don't like whiskey that much, Pete. You can like barely stomach uh, it. Are you kidding me? Dude, I the love last time whiskey. I said you drink whiskey, you made face, you made facial expressions for like hours. Quillen, I don't like drinking whiskey straight, but I will. When I will did when did you? Shot. Okay, but it's straight whiskey. Quillen, I drink. No, yeah, you can't no. take it as a shot. You got to sip it. That's the part of the would you rather? You sip the whiskey. I would take the whiskey. Quillen, I love whiskey. You saw me okay. drink it. You're thinking of when I was 18, struggle bus. I became a heavy I still whiskey haven't drinker. seen you drink whiskey since then. Like, even until then, you didn't drink whiskey. I'll, I I became a... I had kind of a... I don't have any whiskey. Well, I, I don't drink liquor. Any, I, I try not to drink liquor because it gets me in trouble. I see. So you would choose whiskey over over Bud Light? Yes, I hate Bud Light. Give me a better beer. I like Bud Light Lime. Okay, so only whiskey. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I like Bud Light Lime. If you give me I, maybe I, a better beer. Enough. If you give me a better beer. If you give me Shiner, that would be a hard one. I would go with a Shiner. We gotta get we gotta get you sponsored by Shiner on this podcast, Pete. I'll reach out to them. I've had, I've honestly, I've preached to a lot of people. If you really love a company, you just need to reach out to them and say, Hey, I love you guys. Can I get some shit from you? I've had so much shit given to me. It's great. Yeah, that doesn't work with women, unfortunately. I love you. (laughs) Well, well, you don't, you honestly portray it in a decently professional, respectful way. Hey. If you don't ask for anything in this world, you don't get it. Next question. We got a good one here. All right, yeah, Quinlan. Once it got away. Quinlan Smith, would you rather have someone impersonating Quinlan. you? Quinlan. Mr. Quinlan. Quinlan. Last question, best question here, my friend. Would you rather okay. have someone impersonating you and doing really amazing things that you get the credit for or find money hidden in extremely weird places all around your house every day, but you can't figure out where the money comes from or how it keeps getting there. <laughs> I mean, so do you want this free money? Money elves, I would, I would feel inadequate or like insecure if somebody if somebody was impersonating me and like giving me credit for shit, I would just feel uncomfortable. I'd just be like, uh, somehow that I'm a fucking fraud. But would you want random? I mean, yeah, magical, some little fucking random magical fucking money elves, magical creatures placing money around my place, like finding it under my armpits and shit. Like that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> like hands down. Oh, yeah, give me money. Sure, grand? thank you. I don't know. Whoa, that one came out of a bad place. 
Quillen Smith, <laughs> philanthropist. <laughs> what? Hold up again. Yeah. Anyway, or, so, yeah. Or just random people hugging you in the street saying, Quillen, I love you. And you'd be like, God, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to deserve this, but damn, do I feel good. Nah, the free money is pretty fucking sick. If it's a decent amount in a box, it's like, hey. Absolutely. I don't like taking credit for something that I didn't do. Magnitude. But if it's free, I'll take it. Sure. Sure. You got to love it. Anyways, well, Pete. Yep. I think it's about the time I think, we – I think we're getting a little close to close to my bedtime. Brother, well, nope. Gotta, we, I got to get food in my stomach. We don't let them know what time it is. We don't let them know what time of day it is. This could be, you know, top of the morning. Well, be, I could be going to bed at I could be going to bed at nine in the morning. You know, could be uh, no one knows my work hours. Yeah, absolutely. We work twenty four seven, brother. Hustle. It certainly could be eight a.m. Hustlers don't sleep. They're not. But Quinlan, wow, what a night tonight! I love you, man. What a great time! What a great time! Honestly, we're gonna be able to listen yeah. to this for the next hundred three hours. This is the longest hand planted podcast. I think so. And, and look, yo, Pete, there's a there's a lot there's a lot we didn't cover. There's a lot we did not cover. Hey, um, so, Quinlan Smith, round two. It's coming. It's Quinlan it's coming I'm up. Ho- I'm hoping to have. We got to talk about talk about. We got to talk about top challenger. We got to talk about notes that change. We, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff coming up the pipeline, Pete. We got to talk about. Unify Commerce going public. Stock, stock chat. Oh, yeah. Unify, Unify Commerce. Unify that shit. Oh, yeah. Three we years. Got a lot of, we got three years. Is we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Fucking A. Fucking A, brother. I'll, always love talking to you, Quillen. Ladies and gents, if you stuck around with us, hope you enjoyed it as, half as much as we did because we had a ball. And. As we always say, always remember, ladies and gents, if you enjoyed the episode, if you had a hell of a time hanging out with me and Quinlan, do your boys a favor and share this video with your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, best friend, your buddy, Rick down the street, Roger up the Roger, dog. Roger up down the laneway. Sure, if your dog if your dog's big podcast Rock. dog. My dog loves podcasts. Maybe not Roger. Send it to whoever needs a little bit of good vibes and a little bit of good vibes in their life. Because as I always say, you can never overdose on the good vibes. So we salute to you. And we say sweet dreams, sleep tight, and we love you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Adios.